0: Money FM 89.3, best of breakfast. Mind your business, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the Breakfast Show with me, Ryan Huang, and it's time for Mind Your Business. Now, what would you say if someone were to ask you, why are you in a leadership role when you don't have relevant experience. For example, leading a real estate company when you haven't even sold a single property or leading a and b company when you're totally new to the industry. Well, I think a lot of us can relate to that having to take on a leadership role, sometimes being the, well, not as experienced as your colleagues, or sometimes with no experience in the domain. Well, navigating uncharted territory, and this is a pivotal question that comes up. Can one effectively lead a company without relevant experience? So for our C-suite chat today, from her journey transitioning from an established role at the EDB, that is the Economic Development Board, to leading Design Singapore Council, the narrative of leadership is being rewritten. So our guest today has more than 17 years of experience working across private and public sector partners to develop, structure and deliver major strategic initiatives in Singapore. Before her current role, she helmed the commercial and professional services team at the EDB. Let us welcome Don Lim. Executive Director for Design Singapore Council. Don, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Ryan. Good morning. Lovely to be here.
0: All right. So a bit of a background for Design Singapore Council. It's a subsidiary of the EDB. That's right. And it's the country's national agency for design. And DSG aims to use design across all disciplines to kind of grow. Businesses drive innovation and improve lives. So this marks the actually twentieth anniversary. That's right. It's our twentieth
1: oh. birthday this year. Happy yes. birthday to uh, the
0: DSG! You. Now, give us a bit of a background into your professional background and also the journey you undertook going into this role. Yep.
1: So I actually started my career in shipping, uh, and I was in ports doing commercial shipping contracts before I joined the EDB and moved into the public service. And so I think my time in the ports really helped me hone my commercial instincts and my business acumen. Uh, And I moved into public service with EDB. That gave me sort of a global platform to amplify Mm -hmm. that because we were working with global Fortune 500 companies and trying to get them to invest in Singapore, create jobs, you know, help us to drive economic growth. Uh, And it was during this time that uh, I took a role in the European office and was part of the team that helped to set up EDB's first uh, Switzerland office as well. So again, doing business in another country and really understanding what it took uh, to run operations uh, on the ground. Uh, After that, I took a sabbatical, went to the Stanford uh, Graduate School of Business. And it was there, actually, that I first encountered design in a more formal sense. I took some classes at the Stanford Design School, uh, commonly known as the D School. Uh, And it was during that period that I really appreciated how design brought a different perspective to problem solving and that if you approached that problem with the end user in mind rather than with a solution trying to f- look for a problem, mm. you would actually get a very different outcome. And and our um, lecturers and the facilitators really enforced that. It was hands-on practice. You went out and talked and interviewed your users. Don't make assumptions about what they feel, what they think. Uh, and there was a moment where I really felt that pivot, like... Wow, I have been trying to solve problems, perhaps the wrong way, mm. so to speak, uh, my whole life. And that really gave me a new perspective.
0: All right, the idea of design can be quite abstract. So, are there any examples when you talk about good design in yeah. Singapore, perhaps?
1: Right. Uh, I give you a really good example. Um, Changi Airport. We've all come through Changi Airport, right, at some point. And time and time again, it comes out as the world's best airport. From the moment you disembark the plane, you walk through the airport, you get through immigration, pick up your bags and you're in a taxi. 15 minutes 30 minutes maybe tops, right? Perhaps on a, on a busy day. That passenger experience is great design mm. because it makes you want to keep going back to the airport. It takes the stress out of what is normally a very stressful situation in most airports all over the world. Travelling is just generally stressful in any case, right? But Changi takes that out of the equation. You're transiting through Changi Airport, go to Jewel, walk into the garden, eat Eden in indoors, you know, get some fresh air, nature, and then resume on your flight. So that whole experience is... Great design, and if you look around Singapore, we are so good at design in so many ways. But nobody really sees it as design because it's so embedded in our DNA, our transport system, the way our city is designed. Right? You can walk, cycle, run. It's all embedded in the way we think about Singapore as a livable and lovable city.
0: Yeah, I suppose uh, this really goes beyond what people think about when they think about the word design. It goes beyond the graphics, exactly. it goes into the user experience. Exactly. Now, you really have to think about what a person is going through, what buttons they're pushing, how they're going about their day, just to create good design and make your work, your
1: play life all bit more seamless, I guess. Exactly, yeah. And you know, I think as as human beings, we, we recognize bad design very quickly. <laughs> yes, I know <laughs> <Right>? that. <laughs> when something is not easy to use, it's not functional, we're like, oh, that's really badly designed. But actually, when we actually see good design, we don't always call it good design, right? But if you think about all the great brands out there that we associate with fantastic products, mm. right? Apple, Dyson, right? Even Netflix, Spotify, some of the services, right? They make that experience or that product so easy to use and desirable that you keep wanting to go back for more.
0: Yeah, sometimes good design is so good that when you have a bad design, that's when you realize, oh, that was exactly good
1: exactly. Now
0: you're in charge of design Singapore Council, so you went to this role without a lot of background. I guess relative to your colleagues, stepping into a leadership role, what was it like? You know, facing these colleagues with you no know, years of experience and maybe some of them asking who you are.
1: Yeah, I have to say in the beginning I was a little bit... Uh, both excited and nervous because uh, I was coming from the parent, the Economic Development Board, so I understood what the the mandate was and I understood what the higher order of what design was supposed to do to drive our economic growth. At the same time, I was stepping into a role uh, that was in a sector design that I had not in any case formally encountered with, right? And design is so wide because it covers everything from architecture to product to user experience and fashion, right, and everything else in between. And the industry has been incredibly warm and welcoming, and I'm very grateful for that, right? They're very patient in uh, listening to my questions and letting me ask uh, a lot of the basics to understand how things work and how they think, right? And one of the things I feel that the advantage I brought in was perhaps being a neutral party uh, and bringing that commercial and business perspective to this role. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things I did was to refresh our advisory board, Uh, So today we have an advisory board of about 14 members that spans government, business, social. And some of the the names that we have in there include the Chief Experience Officer of the Bank of Singapore, uh, the CEO and founder of 8 Inc. 8 Inc. uh, are the brains behind the whole Apple Store refresh, Mm. the Genius Bar. Uh, We've got the Chief Technological Officer of Dyson. Uh, I've got the Permanent Secretary overseeing the public service transformation also on it. And all of these individuals are great mentors because they believe in the power of design for their organisation, for the product or service that they champion. And they're now helping to guide Singapore uh, Design Council on how we keep Singapore design relevant uh, and how we continue to have a seat at the table.
0: Mm, I mean, refresh. What was different with the old one?
1: So, in, in the past, uh, we our council was very much still focused on designers, so across different disciplines. So, we still continue to have uh, some of the top pioneer designers uh, that sit on a board and now we've expanded that also mm. to include the users of design.
0: Okay, you know, leaders typically have their own role models. What were some of your role models growing up and perhaps some of the leaders you took a leaf out of their books to shape your own approach towards leadership?
1: Actually, for me, my role role model really uh, is my late mother Uh, and she she was a small business owner so she ran a little business that uh, dealt with corporate gifts Uh, and over the years you know I, I saw how her business also went up and down together with the economic cycles but every time she you know she was very spirited very resilient so no matter what she always picked herself up and she kept going and I felt that was perhaps watching that as a child growing up very inspiring. Uh, And I spent a lot of my school holidays uh, packing boxes in the warehouse with her workers for the orders that were going out. So I spent a lot of time with uncles and aunties, right? Uh, And one of the uncles who drove a forklift in the warehouse, he said to me once, he said, you know, your mother is a really good boss and I will follow her. I mean, up to today, you know, 30, 40 years later, that's really stuck uh, with me on uh, what it means to stand for your values and mm. for people to be inspired and that loyalty and that faith in your leadership. And that's really important to me.
0: Yeah, uh, Definitely something for you to uh, emulate. Uh, in conversation with Dawn Lim, she is the Executive Director for Design Singapore Council. I'm curious, Dawn, when you look around you, is there this job hazard? That, hey, this is not good design. I need to rejig it or something.
1: It's a, it's a bit of an uh, occupational hazard. <laughs> okay,
0: look around the studio. What's wrong?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I haven't walked around the studio uh, to to inspect yet. So how do you do that after this? Um, but there's plenty of uh, room for improvement in I Singapore in, in Singapore, but also globally. Mm. Uh, and one of the wonders, wonderful things about this role is I get to go overseas to talk about Singapore design. But also in that process, I get to see how other cities design their spaces and places. And I'm really confident to say that Singapore has got something right.
0: Okay, I'm very curious how this entire mechanism works because you run Design Singapore Council, and then you see some that needs to be improved, how do you incentivize or motivate these companies, stat boards, government agencies to do better? I mean, what's the mechanisms here that you can work with?
1: Yeah. So, um, soft influence is a very big part of what we do, right? So, we spend a lot of time uh, talking and sharing with our partners and identifying areas of improvement, right? So, some of one of the interesting things we're doing now is working with different parts of the public service on how they can bring design into their day-to-day work. So, you'd be surprised like uh, agencies like SDF, for example, right, with URA. How do we help them think about the, the way they engage citizens, right? And we bring a design process into that such that they become more loved as agencies Mm. and the work that they do becomes more appreciated as well. We do that in the communities um, uh, as well. So one of the the projects we did was with the neighbourhood in Queenstown and the residents came together and they formed this group called Queenstown Kakis. And with us, they identified how to build deeper community bonds in this mature estate that was actually now having also more young families moving in. And so they came up with the ideas of using recycled wood from pallets to create uh, community furniture so that they could come together and sit. They've organized programs for the, for the elderly, for the young. And so through that, the social bonding and that cohesion has developed. And we see that actually a lot in, in different parts of Singapore.
0: All right, great design. Can start from you. Well, we've been chatting with Dawn Lim. She is the Executive Director for Design Singapore Council. What can through her journey entering her role at the top Without a background design, and how maybe you can also take some lessons away to overcome this challenge if you also you know, take up a role without being the most experienced in your team. Well, we've been having a great chat with Don Dim from Design Civil Council. Don,
1: thank you for your time today. Thank you, Ryan.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.